Hey there, thanks for stopping by and checking out the Seasons Podcast with Riley Winter. I'm Riley, your host, a local portrait photographer in the Black Hills of Rapid City, South Dakota. I specialize in weddings, seniors, families, and headshots. I have been so lucky and blessed these last eight years of business, having met and photographed so many people along the way. I believe photos tell the story of a day, hopefully giving you a glimpse in that moment of time. But not everyone gets to know the personal stories of those I photograph, like I do. They see a beautiful portrait of someone or a couple on their wedding day, but maybe they don't get to know that person, who they are, the struggles they have, or the stories of how they got to where they are today. So I wanted to give and create a space to tell the stories of those I've met, to hear their point of view and see what season of life they're in now. I have a list of fascinating people and conversations ahead, so I hope you tag along and maybe one or more of these topics will relate to you in your journey. Again, this is Riley Winter, The Seasons Podcast. Well, hey there, it has been a minute. As you know, the last couple weeks have been a little crazy with Easter and spring break and just busy weekends in general, and so that's why there haven't been any new episodes. As a portrait photographer, May is always a little crazy as graduation is soon approaching for my seniors. And with summer being my peak season, um, I will probably only have two to four more episodes left of this season before we have our season finale. And I will resume new episodes this fall. I have appreciated all of you listening and this has been such a great season of my life. My guest today is a friend of mine and one of Rapid City's most distinguished professionals, Tracy Bernard. Tracy is the owner of Tao Advertising, the founder of the iconic Black Hills Woman magazine, and today we discuss her journey of the formation of that publication, the lessons she learned along the way, and what is next for her in this stage of life. I hope you enjoy. Well, I have to tell you, I am so excited for today. I think this is going to be good. Are you excited? I am excited. I am ready for this. It's always fun talking to you. <laughs> I feel like I haven't seen you in a while, but I'm glad we're here. Thanks. So, yeah. Not since your wedding. Not since my wedding. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Well, you and I have known each other for about three or four years now. Um, guys, my guest today is Tracy Bernard of Tout Advertising and the former owner of Black Hills Woman Magazine. I met you through work through the magazine yeah. a few years ago, yeah. um, when you asked me to photograph a cover for one of your issues, um, and that was the Chef MJ Adams cover. Yes. Which was, that was a great start to meet you. <laughs> we were throwing potatoes. <laughs> we were throwing potatoes in this beautiful kitchen in yeah. Rapid. <laughs> that was good. Um, yeah, what a great start. But before we get into Black Hills Woman, I think we should tell everyone a little bit about you. You are married, mm-hmm. and your husband's name is Chris. Yes. What does he do? He works for Golden West. Okay. He um, does inside sales, but he had okay. a, uh, has a technology background, so okay. he can bring that to the table and do configurations, things like that. Okay, fun. I su- sound super smart. I know, he, <laughs> I know he nothing is about super it. super smart, yeah. <laughs> and um, how'd you guys meet? We met at USD. Okay. Uh, I had a crush on one of his friends, yes. <laughs> and he just... Circled in. Okay. Okay. He outshone him. <laughs> he just walked in. Good. Yeah. He insulted cool. me twice. Okay. So I married him. I Perfect. play a long game. Good. There you go. How long have you guys been married now? Uh, 25 years. Okay. Yeah, awesome. We just had our 25 year anniversary. Congrats. Thanks. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. You have three sons. Mm-hmm. You're a boy mom. I am a boy What's mom. What's it like being a boy mom? Uh, well, I don't know anything else. Right. So, yeah. uh, I mean, I, I'm so much older than my siblings. Maybe sure. I do know a little bit. Sure. Um, 
It was easy in terms of okay. clothes. Yeah, yes, I'm <laughs> Not sure. easy in terms of property destruction sure. and laundry. Yes, I'm sure. But you're still the queen of that castle yeah. forever. So. Yeah, I am. That's true. <laughs> good, good. And they're all in school. All, they are. Yes. Uh, well, uh, two of them are. Okay. The the My youngest is kind of weighing options right now, but cool. he has plans to go to school. Yeah. Well, they all, I, I'm sure, from what you tell me, they have a lot of really great goals. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Proud of them. For them. Yeah. One of my favorite questions to ask, and I have an idea who some of yours might be, but if you could have dinner with five people, living or dead, who would they be? Ooh. <laughs> Gosh, am I going to be good off the cuff? I don't even know. <laughs> Take your time. Um, That's okay. Well, my mom recently died, so I would okay. definitely have dinner with her. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Gosh, who are my... I think, okay, so I did just come back from, from England, so yes. this is top of mind. Yes. <laughs> and um, I've always followed uh, Tudor history. Yes. We've been pretty interested in it. Yep. And uh, so I think I would have dinner with Anne Boleyn. Oh, absolutely. Anne Boleyn is such an interesting character. And yes. she might be a villain and she might be a victim and she might be a little bit of both. Yep. But that makes yes. her very interesting, yeah. I think. Yep, yep. Anyone else at your dinner? Um... Hmm. Well, see, and of course, I I walked by Stanley Tucci when I was in yes. England, and, and now I'm like, I've always thought he was such a cool actor. Yes. So that was like very a, versatile. And I'm not, a, yeah. I'm not like a, a geek out fangirl, sure. but I kind of maybe did a little. Yeah. <laughs> totally, I would too. <laughs> I just think he's a chameleon, and yeah. he's a, in roles that you're like, was that Stanley Tucci? Yeah, yeah. you know, halfway exactly. through the movie. Yes. Uh, so it might be fun. Also, yeah. I know he like. Um, oh, and Anthony Bourdain, though, because the thing I like okay. about both of them, yep, was a you know they're foodies, so you know okay. it's going to be a good dinner. Yeah, oh yeah, and that's important. Okay, but they're they're adventure seekers. Sure, and I love sure. spending time with adventure seekers. Cool, and hearing them. About. This sounds like a good reservation. You, your mom, <laughs> Anne Boleyn, <laughs> Stanley Tucci, and Anthony Bourdain. What could go wrong? <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> oh. I know a few of them because we share of them, uh, some of them of the same interests, um, like Tudor history. But um, you share every now and then, like we were just talking about um, when you got here, but your forever remodel of your home, some of your interests. So, um, which is so cool because that's like kind of full circle. Um, Amanda Williams is working on on with you on your home. She and is. so, yeah. um, what? Whenever you post an update on like Instagram or Facebook, I'm just, oh, Tracy did something different in her house. <laughs> you know, a new yeah. piece of furniture, a new art or like you guys painted or whatever like yeah. your fireplace was incredible when oh, you did that i haven't even posted the finished finish because oh. i thought maybe people were sick of seeing it no <laughs> so always something going on in your house yes okay yeah. what, what what makes you change that You're i don't i don't here. know well i i don't sit still well right that's right. part of it yes. i mean when i tried to be a stay-at-home mom back in the 90s for mm-hmm. a hot minute sure um we decided that wasn't going to go well because sure. my husband would come home and i removed bushes at, or uh, the bathroom window and <laughs> sure. i was gonna, a hole in the wall <laughs> i was gonna bring the house down to the, the sure yeah so um i have to keep busy i think okay. but um and i also just have like a, a creative brain sure. and so Good. i'm constantly thinking about well, sure. what would that would look like or yeah. this and Sometimes I really bite off a lot and maybe more than I can chew. Well, everything you guys do is beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Um, You're an incredible artist from all the stuff that you post. I know you probably don't think so, but you are. I know. I'm a a dabbler. (laughs) (laughs) What all mediums do you you play around with? Honestly, I'm really just playing and self-teaching and learning. But I have a lot of fun with... Um, water watercolors yes. mixed with inks. Sure. 
Like I like to kind of watercolor and then go in and make hard dark yeah. lines with the yeah. inks and stuff. That's fun yeah. for me. And that was kind of like one of my favorite pieces that you did was it was like an aerial view, right? The map one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. this topographical. Yeah, I, I went so through a big cool. topographical phase. Yes, that, <laughs> I haven't beautiful. mastered it yet, though. I sometimes you want to go. You think that, and I think you are mastered. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. That yes. that actually is yeah. a big compliment to me. Yeah. Well, I'll wait for your gallery opening. Someday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, like we just mentioned, um, I think we'll go in a little bit more, but you you have a love of British history. Where mm-hmm. did that start? Uh, from my mom. Okay. I, I, she uh, watched a movie with uh, uh, about Anne Boleyn called Anne of a Thousand Days. And yep. it, um, what's his name? He was married to Elizabeth Taylor, Richard Burton. Yes. Richard Burton played Henry yes. VIII. And okay. then uh, the actress that played Anne Boleyn, I really haven't seen her in anything else. Sure. But... I feel like we watched that movie a hundred times and that's where it really started. Yeah. And then she took me to Ireland once. Um, she was a, my mom was a really smart lady and we would go to these museums and her ability to six weeks later regurgitate every detail that she learned about, saw, heard, whatever Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. blew my mind. I didn't get that gene that she had, but, (laughs) but, when someone is a good storyteller like yeah. that, it, it starts to take a hold of you. So between my mom and then I had a, a really good history teacher in high school. Okay. Um, between the two of them, I kind of just developed a love of history, but I really did hone in on the tutor sure. side from my mom. So cool. And that, yeah, that's where you and I share that. I'm just, I'm fascinated with them. And my list of people at dinner is Henry VIII is one of them. Really? And, yeah. Oh, he's also, of, he's yeah. so interesting, He's interesting, right? yes. For I think that, he's a, a villain, though. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. I just want to know, like, what were you thinking? You know, yeah. for anyone that doesn't know, he was married to, like Tracy said, Anne Boleyn. And, um, yeah, and even, like, I don't know if your sons had to do it, but, like, in fifth grade, they normally have, like, famous faces, and you have to dress up as that famous character and give a speech. Uh-huh. I was Henry VIII. <laughs> I love it. This so, photo needs to come yeah, out. <laughs> you recently took a trip with Chris over there. You yes. just got back. Yes. What all did you see? Well, okay, so I'm going to sound like such a nerd, but I stayed at Anne Boleyn's childhood home, Heaver Castle. Yeah. And um, we really debated because this was um, an hour and a half drive outside of London. So to to get there was really going to take time out of the trip. And I didn't know if it was going to be cool. I'd heard kind of bad things about Mm -hmm. not this castle, but Mm -hmm. staying in castles that are cold and damp and not comfortable and, and all this stuff. Well... I didn't know really what I didn't know. Sure. So the castle itself doesn't have accommodations. Sure. Um, the castle itself is a museum. Okay. But um, <laughs> uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Randolph Astoria. Mm-hmm. Waldorf. What is his um, name? Um, William the, Randolph. Wi- William, William Randolph the third right good lord i i just he was was on the titanic see i told you i didn't get my mom's gene that's okay yes he was like the wealthiest and like he had something to do with like the titanic or something like he He had something to do with so many things the waldorf astoria (laughs) is his hotel you know all that thing well he bought it and saved it from ruin it was they said literally there were cows running through the castle when he took it over so it was falling into ruin he Mm. he took it over and he built of course um Waldorf caliber sure. accommodations. Yep. And so there's like a mansion okay. attached to the castle. Okay. And those are now, the um, to call it a hotel isn't accurate, but sure. yeah, the accommodations. Suites, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And sure. the, we were in the off season. We did not book a suite. And the guy okay. gave us the best suite. No way. At regular <laughs> room rate. Drink of Yeah. And he said to me, it was so funny. He opened the door with a skeleton key and he said, oh. 
he said, uh, this, you have the best room. And I looked at my husband. I said, I bet he says that to all the guests. Mm. And, and he, he looked at me in that cheeky British way. Sure. And he was like, he's like, you think, do you? Oh, oh my accent's horrible. And he opened the door and I was like, oh my God, it was just insane. Like a dream come true. It was a dream come true. And, you know, even the, the like, the canopy beds sure. and the scalloped ceilings so and cool. a fireplace in there and Jealous. it was great. Uh, so anyway, I geeked out over that and so cool. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. glad you got to do that. Yeah, awesome. I am too. Yeah. Bucket list check. <laughs> <laughs> Tell everyone where you're from originally. So um, I was born in Yankton, never really lived there. Okay. Uh, I mean, maybe a, a year and a mm-hmm. half of my life. Sure. Uh, pretty much raised. East River, but okay. we moved a lot. Okay, got it. Uh, so cool. And your parents? Tell me about them. So my dad is uh, Palestinian. Okay. And he immigrated to the United States to go to school. Okay. And he met my mom. Okay. Cool. And um, my mom was a nurse. Okay. He was a very successful cancer doctor. Cool. Um, <clears throat> he did a gynecologic oncology, and he was actually a, a Presidential appointee um, by President Bush for the National Cancer Advisory Board. Cool. He's a he's a podcast in his own. Like we could talk about him for sure. hours. Um, really did a lot of impressive things, and my mom was wind under his wings the whole time. So, cool. nice. yeah, they did a lot of really cool stuff. Put cool. a lot of kids through college. I'm sure. Yes. yes. <laughs> like not cool. just their own. Yeah. That kind of cool. thing. Cool. Good yeah. for them. Yeah. Awesome. Um, you're the eldest, correct? Mm-hmm. How many siblings mm-hmm. do you have? I have two brothers and a sister. Okay. Cool. What was it like growing up in your home? Uh, well, I had a type A Middle Eastern father. Okay. Okay. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah, um, very education oriented. Okay. Um, my mother is uh, of German descent. And the only okay. reason that that's notable is sure. like, because we're not, you sure. know, we don't speak German at right. home or anything like that. Right. But, but German people are very meticulous cleaners sure. and they're perfectionists oh, and yes. they're, you know, yes. so um, we had a pretty disciplined home. Okay. Um, and you were, you know, expected to like work right. and um, sure. do sure. chores and don't sure. lay around and sure. and do it well and right. you know so yeah. there was a there was a like a, a task driver mentality totally yeah <laughs> at totally. our house good good yeah and good. then you know when you've got an achiever parent they sure. they want you to be an achiever so totally. they yeah. kind of bring all those things to the table sure yeah. how was how was that like for you I mean your dad is Palestinian Palestinian yeah. man um, in South Dakota. How was that like growing up? Uh, you know, for the, I mean, I had a very odd, long last name. The first right. day of school was always right. a, a pain, but uh, right. by our standards, I should say odd. Sure. Uh, Abu Ghazali was what it was. So it's a mouthful. Right. And so the first day of school was always explanations sure. of that. Sure. Um, I don't look Arabic. Right. right. Um, I look German, but yes. Uh, yes. my siblings yeah. look Arabic. Sure. I don't know. It was. It just depends on which sure. era we're talking about. During, totally. like, uh, I remember my, when my mom and I went to Ireland. It was just her and I, and I was sure. sixteen. It was right after the Lockerbie sure. explosion, yep. um, where they blew up that plane. Yeah. And because of our last name, mm-hmm. even though we both looked extremely European, but mm-hmm. because of our last name, they screened and screened and screened. Sure. And, I mean, they apologized, but they just they kept us forever. Sure. Had different challenges, I'm sure, for mm-hmm. your parents. Yeah, and uh, and we lived time. in Kuwait, and I got the reverse of that there too. Sure. So yeah. a, a little bit, but I, you know, um, educational for you, I'm sure. Educational. Um, 
it's something that has made me stand out in a way. Sure. So you get, sure. I guess, comfortable with people like yeah. asking you <laughs> questions totally. and, yeah, totally. or, or making assumptions about sure. you or, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Maybe everybody goes through that a little bit. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Following high school, what was the plan? I mean, it was never a question that it wasn't going to be college. Okay. You know, Sounds like a standard um, in your home. Yep. yep. And um, so... I didn't really know what I wanted to do though, sure. which was hard because my I was the oldest child and my dad knew what he wanted to do right. from like the age of ten. Yeah. And I really didn't know who I was as sure. a person. Sure. Um, That's or, hard at seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, I didn't yeah. have a well. Some people have it, yeah. and I just didn't yet. I just I did. Did you did <laughs> yeah. you know what oh, you wanted since to do? Fifteen. Oh, but, see, I love I, that. But I don't understand. It's fascinating to me for someone like you or many of my friends or even my seniors today when they don't know. I'm like, well. What do you want to do? You know, yeah. it's just, but that's. I, I just didn't know who I was sure, at all. Okay. And um, I don't think I found out who I was until I was probably like 22. Okay. But I just had to put one leg in front of the other. Sure. Sure. <laughs> and sure. so I was making decisions really based on yeah. very little data. <laughs> Going with the flow here. Yeah. <laughs> Did you go to USD right away? Uh, no, I went to Marquette University okay. first. Okay. Um, did not like Milwaukee. Okay. And then I went to the University of St. Thomas. Okay. And my dad just decided that I wasn't thriving and wanted me to go to USD. And we kind mm-hmm. of fought about that. I was okay. very independent and sure. maybe a little rebellious and kind of hard to handle. Sure. I, I don't know if that's a shock or not. <laughs> 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 but oh, but uh, I did yeah. go back. To, I did okay. go not back. I did go to USD after okay. that, which is um, I at my at the time. And of course, I love USD. I graduated oh, from totally. USD. But yeah. at the time, my thinking was, I went to a boarding school, and it was a very difficult. It was mm. actually classified as a college preparatory school. Okay, and um, it was a very difficult, academically challenging school. Okay, and I thought USD would have been the school that I would have gone to had I gone. To public high school sure. in Sioux Falls. Totally. And um, so it felt like I put in all that extra work right. to just do the same thing. Yeah. So I, it made no sense to me. And I and sure. my dad had gone to medical school for part of his training at USD. So okay. he he was a little like, you need to not be so highfalutin about USD. Oh, oh. <laughs> you need to get on page with dad. Here. Yeah. Yes, I <laughs> so, see. So sure. um, I'd, I, I went there. Kind not. of a full circle moment. It was I'm a sure full that means something to you that you went there same as him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, so. cool. You ended up majoring in what then? Uh, I majored USD? in mass. Well, I'm, I had five majors. Okay, yes. <laughs> but I started with mass communications same. and I ended with mass communications. Same. Same. So yeah, cool. Um, I like I said, I didn't. I did pre med for a while. I did uh, psychology for a while. Sure. I did. I didn't know Good. what I wanted, but. Did you know you wanted to go into advertisement right away? No, not really. But okay. Like, looking back on it, maybe I I did. Like, I came up with my first yeah. commercial when I was eight years old. Okay, yeah. And it was, you know, Shout the Stain Remover? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, um, the Tears for Fear song, mm-hmm. Shout, mm-hmm. Shout. Mm-hmm. Okay, my song, <laughs> it was Shout, Shout. <laughs> Get it all out. Sure. These are the stains we okay. can do without. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so that was my... We're in Maybe production. I was an eight. I feel like that song came out later than that, sure. but uh, but cool. that was the first one. Yeah, it's so funny looking back on like your childhood, <laughs> and you're like, okay, well, maybe this was a little foreshadowing of what, yeah. to, what was to come. I don't so. know that it's normal to come up with 
commercials. So <laughs> maybe who knows? <laughs> um, after college graduation, what was next? Where'd you go right away? What was first job? Well, or? so my senior year, I and this is was really a pivot point for me at okay. uh, Crossroads. Um, I went. I applied for an internship at the White House, okay. and I got it. Okay. I didn't expect to get it. I th- felt like I was wasting my time, yeah. but um, but I got it. And um, that was really a, a pivot point for me. That was where I really got to know who I was. And I sure. think moving out of South Dakota, because mm-hmm. um, I lived in D.C. for six months, mm-hmm. and um, I wasn't Samira Bugazali's daughter. Right. And I wasn't, you know, nobody knew me. Nobody mm-hmm. cared. Yeah, <laughs> you totally. Know? Um, and I also got to observe females in professional roles mm-hmm. like I had never observed sure. before. So these women were for you, sure. high level White House officials. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, some of them were just so elegant mm-hmm. and polished and they had decorum and sure. intellect. And there was no, um, mm-hmm. they were just women I had never met before. Sure. Like a kind of woman that I had never met yeah. before. And it was like something clicked and I'm like, that's who I want to be. Yeah. That's what I want to be. It's cool. Um, you meet who you want to be. Yeah. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that's my aspiration sure. now. And, and so I kind of, it's the, the picture started to come into focus yeah. and maybe the adult I was going to become sure. or, or try. I'm yeah. definitely a version. <laughs> not <laughs> what, um, what administration was this? At the Clinton. Time? Clinton. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Cool. How fun. It was so one cool. of the best experiences ever. Cool. Yeah. I Good. mean, you woke up that day and like, yep. I don't know what's going to happen right, today. I'm sure not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, following the White House, what mm-hmm. was next? Well, I came back. Um, I was in a little bit of a, a... I still had one semester left to finish in my okay. degree. And I got offered a job at the White House. Yep. And, or at least told... I shouldn't say I got offered a job. Mm-hmm. I, I was asked to pursue a position position sure. by um, some staffers yep. my mom was adamant okay. I not do that okay and um I think my my whole trajectory of my life would have changed sure. but she was afraid that if I didn't finish that last semester I wouldn't finish that I'd sure. get sort of consumed by the political machine sure. yeah and she probably was right sure. um so I came back and finished my degree mm-hmm. uh Chris and I Recoupled because okay. we we broke up for a sure. little while when I sure. went to DC, yeah. sure. and we got yes. married. Cool, good, good. <laughs> so, um, good. Yeah. Nice. Cool. All meant to be. Um, inevitably, you returned returned to Rapid City. Mm-hmm. What was the plan then? Well, I never I hadn't lived in Rapid City yet. My, okay, my family got it. had ties here. I see. Uh, so we we lived and worked in Sioux Falls for a while, yeah. and then um, I worked for a public opinion. Okay research firm they did yep. a lot of political stuff so there was like mm-hmm. a nice tie-in sure i actually started doing the cosmo magazine okay. um uh reader satisfaction surveys and cool. stuff and i made a mistake on one and okay. the editor bonnie fuller she's kind of a famous name in the magazine mm. business called me and yelled at me directly <laughs> oh <my laughs> and God. i almost died oh but um it's so funny like the the little like precursors sure. to like magazine life yes. and, and i did bob vila's home again also mm. like i did a few magazine things yes with that job um but we we really wanted to get out of South Dakota. At the time, we were obsessed with big city life yeah. and chasing mm-hmm. that and getting out of South Dakota. 
And then we did it and regretted it immediately. But okay. we, so I mean, I feel like I want to tell that to people because sure. I think a lot of people, I've had people say, I've never left South Dakota sure. and felt bad about that. I've also met a lot of young people mm. who have the same mentality that I had. And I, I just want it. them to yeah. know how great it <laughs> is and so that good. most of us do end up coming back yeah. for a reason. Yeah. And now we're the number one most desired place to move to in the country. So Boom. Just so <laughs> <laughs> oh. So we, we did go to Minneapolis okay. and we lived, it took us four years to find jobs back, which okay. we did in Rapid City. Cool. That was almost 20 years ago. Okay. After coming to Rapid, um, you formed your parent company, Tout Advertising. Mm-hmm. Tell everyone a little bit about um, all the publications that Tout umbrellaed over. So we <clears throat> we started Black Hills Woman Magazine. Yep. Um, that did really well pretty much out of the gate and um we launched downtown magazine in association with the downtown association yep um they ended up taking that elsewhere over time yeah which was fine yeah and um then we started black hills boomer magazine okay yep um just gosh what was that like three years ago four years ago yeah and uh that one did okay it never really Mm. got the wings that sure that woman in downtown magazine okay. did when we were managing it, but cool. um, but it did okay. It sure. made money. Yeah, still a lot of hats to wear. <laughs> and well, and it that. was fun. Boomer Boomer was fun because we got to feature men. Yeah, and bring different kinds of topics to, sure. to the table, and so I really liked it for that reason. So sure. I kind of stubbornly hung on because sure. I liked the content <laughs> of it. Totally, you design ads logos magazines what is your approach to design or what goes through your mind when a client comes to you well i i at one time worked for the largest ad agency in the world okay um at the time their, their name was mccann erickson you've probably if you ever watch mad men know the name okay yeah and um i learned a tremendous amount working okay. for that company but I would say about three quarters of it, and I'm not throwing shade on the company. It was just a my unique position yeah. was at Gateway headquarters. Okay. Um, and so I was really detached from the New York mm-hmm. team. So it was a harder kind of position. Okay. But I think I learned more about what I didn't want to be. Okay. Yes. Than what I did want to be. Yeah. Um, and then also that information sh- showed me how it is done on a high level. Yes. But that will not translate here and okay. in, in, in this market. So mm-hmm. I had to take what I had done with this New York ad agency and then again for a Fortune 500 tech mm-hmm. company in Minneapolis and um, make it applicable to you know mom to and pop shops yeah, and totally. small businesses in, in mm-hmm. Rapid City. And people just don't have the budgets for sure. massive focus groups and pre-testing and post-testing and yeah. some of the technology that you have to implement to even pull those things sure. off. Yeah. So I had to kind of figure out a way. Yeah. I'm giving you a super long answer no, to your question. Okay. But I kind of had to figure out a way to um, adapt a, some form of business model where I could sure. still give somebody really good strategic mm-hmm. marketing mm-hmm. and really compelling design, mm-hmm. but not break the bank. I completely understand what you're saying because your skills and knowledge of how to do ads and design elsewhere versus here is very reflective to me of how weddings are shot in, say, downtown Manhattan versus Mm -hmm. here. It's a very different approach. It's a very different wedding day timeline. It's a very different style. Mm -hmm. It's very different of how much they shoot. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I completely understand what you're saying. Applying lessons to where we live. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. I and and in terms of design... Mm -hmm. 
I really wasn't a designer. Mm-hmm. I really was trained in strategic advertising. Mm-hmm. That that's if I were to boil my degree down, that's sure. what my degree was. Sure. Um, <laughs> thank God I didn't know what I didn't know. Yeah. I kept when I was the, a director of marketing for that tech company. Mm-hmm. I I harassed that poor marketing or design firm that we. <laughs> <laughs> I look back on it. I'm like, oh my god, I was my own nightmare, oh. and uh, it was because I kept wanting to be in the design space. Sure. So I was sure. an, I was driving them like, what nuts. What is going on here? What's yeah, going on? like like. Well, what if what you, you were to make it that color? What if you were to like you know? Like, crazy, get out of here. It's <laughs> not your department. I know. I, I I feel like oh. I can't friend those people on Facebook. Sure. Right? <laughs> She's back again. (laughs) (laughs) But I just wanted to play in it so much. And so I think I was driven to that. Mm -hmm. And um, in an Mm -hmm. effort to just be budget friendly, it was better for me to learn it and put it all in one head than to parse it out. And so that put me on that path. And now I feel like I'm probably a better designer than I am a strategist. Totally. That's okay. That's a learning I still can do both. I mean, and and I think both are very important. but. You are synonymous as the owner-editor of one of the biggest publications in our area, Black Hills Woman. This is an iconic local magazine that features women, powerful ladies, business owners, doctors, teachers, and more. What inspired you to form this specific magazine? Well, a a couple of things. Mm -hmm. Um, First, at the time, there was no... All the data I was reading about, Mm -hmm. all the research and whatnot... um, women were becoming a progressively more powerful demographic, which yes. now boomer, boomers also are, which totally. kind of leads to the Boomer magazine yep. too. But mm-hmm. we didn't have any way to target them specifically. I think the journal had had like a, a home magazine that they had sure. stopped producing. There okay. were there was some dabblings. Um, she Radio started for a little while. I don't know okay. if you remember them, but mm-hmm. but that was actually after Black Hills Woman. There was no way for me to target them specifically. Sure. And oh, I remember th- it was like the she. Yeah, she, she or whatever radio. It was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah. that that did that came after Black Hills Woman magazine, but at the time mm-hmm. there was nothing. So I saw an opportunity. Sure. I mean, I, I there was a plain and simple. I saw a business mm-hmm. opportunity. I knew Sioux Falls had one. Mm-hmm. I knew other major cities had one. Mm-hmm. We did not. Mm-hmm. I crunched the numbers sideways and mm-hmm. backwards and front and got quotes mm-hmm. and this and that. Yeah. And I, the numbers just looked really, really good. Yeah. And I even sat down and talked to a bank, yeah. uh, you know, briefly. I was going to take out a loan. And, mm-hmm. and then I thought, you know what? I don't think I need to take out a loan. Yeah. See how it goes. And uh, so I did it and I didn't need to take it. I was profitable my first issue, mm-hmm. which there are very few business opportunities right. that can be said about. Yes. Um, so yeah, that, so that was one fold. The other fold too was mm-hmm. that I I thought it was a great way with for mm-hmm. me to network with mm-hmm. um, business owners. Yes. And it, it allowed me to be visible to business owners sure. as a as a someone who does marketing. It's yeah. like I can also do this. Totally. For you. Yeah. Totally. In your own words, how would you describe Black Hills Woman? Looking back. Um, like, how do you mean? Like, what? How I feel about it? Or uh, nope. How How would you describe the magazine? Like to a customer. Like, what is this magazine for? I would say this. This. Ma- I would say Black Hills Magazine really reveals. Um, the hidden badassness totally. of Black Hills women yep. and the things that they do, whether it's yes. business or sports or yep. um, philanthropy, yep. you know, yep. there's just so much that goes on in mm. this town that that is not 
So many stories to share. So many stories mm-hmm. and really, really cool things. Totally. And um, yeah. and they didn't dry up. Right. I remember in the beginning being worried like, well, I, I know, you know, this person does this and mm-hmm. everybody knows her and everybody yeah. knows she's great because she, you know. Because she is who she is. But, she is who she is. Yeah. But then I, I, and so I worried like, am I going to get through like 10 women and then have nothing to talk? No, no. that is not even close to the no. case. They just kept coming. Yeah. Or even I'm sure ladies that you did know, you're like, well. Let's get down to like this the depths part. of who you are and yeah. why, you know, there's a public persona, but you might not know their story. Yeah, you know, exactly. For sure. Exactly. Did you do this out of your home at first or did you have an office, staff? How did it look? I had an office okay. and a uh, very small office. Sure. I think sure. I had a staff of two people okay. at the time, but yeah. I never did have a very large staff sure. um, by design. Sure. <laughs> Honestly, sure. I like working with contract workers. Totally. Yep. Uh, I think you get a different level of professionalism and you have none of the mm-hmm. pressure of the overhead. Totally. Yeah. So Good. that's kind of my preferred thing. But Keep it small. Yeah. Small team. Yeah. I hear you. Now with Black Hills Woman, you came out with issues quarterly, correct? Uh, no, bi-monthly. Bi-monthly, mm-hmm. yes. Tell everyone about the publication of a magazine, how that starts, and where do you begin? Each new issue, where do we start? Well, I... I made myself a little cheat sheet um, because I wanted there to be a variety um, of the topics. So, um, and, and a little bit of a consistency for the reader. Okay. So I would try to fill cogs. Okay. So I always had like, um, a, a philanthropy, we call the girl gives back, okay. um, feature and, um, a business feature for a mm-hmm. long time. I did mom of the moment. Okay. Um, there were like a handful of an artist feature. Sure. Um, usually I did an editor article with some, sometimes it wasn't sure. just, wasn't in me. Sure. sure. I hear you. <laughs> but, um, and so I would, I would start with the content and I would start with the content a lot of times because the content can help you find the advertisers. Totally. Yep. So if we're featuring the head of a bank, for example, of course sure. we're going to contact that marketing department and say, Hey, we're yeah. featuring your CEO or your vice president. Could you participate? W- would you like to advertise? Yeah. yeah. And, um, Sometimes they say yes, sometimes they say no, right. but um, that can help. Or or um, if it's like, if you're doing a Mother's Day thing, well, it's Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. So you're talking to the flower shops. Yep. And so some of that helped yep. whittle down like advertising sure. venues, which is how we made enough money to produce the magazine. Okay. Starting with content, then building ads, and mm-hmm. then probably physically forming that through mm-hmm. design. Yep. Got it. Okay. Um, and I know the answer, but... You would design the answer or design ads for customers or they would provide one for you mm-hmm. um, and send to you. Um, I'm assuming you just piece that all together in software. Mm-hmm. Then. Okay. Yep. And you send that into a printer from there. Mm-hmm. How long did that take for printing? Oh, you know, it, it seemed like it got longer and longer and sure. longer. Sure. Yeah, sure. I would say about 10 days. Okay. Yeah. How many would you print at a time? Um, at our peak our peak distribution, it was 10,000. That's a but lot. COVID, COVID yeah. kind of started to rack the world a little bit. Yeah, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a lot of distribution. For, for downtown, I think we were even up to like 12. That's wild. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you get a sense because I think the, the goal is, and, and that that's not a readership number, by the way, because right. they're sitting in doctor's offices. So one that's copy could get read by so many. How many, you know, however mm-hmm. many people. But mm-hmm. um, they, 
you you don't want to fill a landfill. Mm-hmm. You want them to get read. Yes. You don't want to throw magazines away. Right. So um, it was really important to me from a from a green standpoint and right. just a, just a con- like also good fiscal responsibility yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, to like kind of find a sweet spot of mm-hmm. where will they'll move and mm-hmm. when they won't and you know yeah. that kind of thing. Where were these all distributed? Or where are they distributed? They and... they were um, from uh, Custer to well, we were in Hot Springs for a little. Actually, Bel- Custer to Belfouche. Okay. Um, we were in Hot Springs for a little while, but we just okay. for how far we had to drive for sure. it, we weren't moving enough, and we weren't getting any advertisers. Sure. Yeah, totally, <laughs> so, totally. Sorry, Hot Springs. Yeah. <laughs> so all in the hills, and we're talking waiting rooms, doctors' offices, professional offices, and grocery uh, stores. Grocery stores. Yeah. Did you find that some did better in certain places than others? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. I love I love numbers. Yeah, and you know? well, and, and the the distribution is really a, a fluid science. Like sure. you just we were just constantly tweaking that model. Totally. Yeah, that's interesting. I love insights like on Instagram if I look at them yeah, too. It's yeah. just so cool to see. I mean, cuz again, you don't want to throw them away. And yeah. and, and so like you're looking at a location and if every time you go there they never have any, mm. you keep upping the ante until sure. they finally have some. Find the right number. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And there are others where it's like mm-hmm. I dropped off 10, I'm picking up 8. Okay, this is not a great spot. Got Next it. time I'm going to okay. leave 3 and see sure. how those do. Yeah. Good um, to know. Mm-hmm. A learning process mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. As I said earlier, I met you when we first photographed um, my first cover with you, Chef MJ Adams, and we did several more after that. What qualified a person for you as a cover model or feature, and and how did you choose them? Um, A combination of factors. Uh, Sometimes I would see something on social media or read a Mm -hmm. newspaper article or or something like that, or I knew... um, of someone coming to town, like I think um, mm-hmm. Rochelle Hemingway was one of my favorite features. She okay. was um, the uh, oh god, am I gonna get her title wrong? Chief. Uh, she was a chief. Everybody just called her chief, so that's <laughs> okay. what she was like. Chief, uh, chief commander, or something like okay. that for um, Ellsworth. Oh yes, yep. Um, I'm definitely not getting her title wrong. That's Please okay. don't yell at me, anybody. <laughs> but um, she. Uh, I, I just had heard that she was coming to town mm. and she was, <laughs> she's this tiny little dynamo mm. and um, she was the uh, highest ranking enlisted soldier um, cool. in so cool. at Ellsworth, yeah. which if you look at, at for a female to like move mm. up to where she moved mm-hmm. as an enlisted person, um, it just was incredible. Mm-hmm. And then when I met her, boy, she just did not disappoint. Like yeah. all the, the, whatever you would fill that bubble sure. with sure. in your head, she was all of that and then some. And like, I just loved hearing about how she'd started her day. And sure. we're, we're still friends. We yeah. still communicate. Um, yeah. And she, she doesn't live here anymore. She actually sure. lives out by my sister. Sure. And um, I'm sure a powerful force when she walks into a room and you're like, but, you, but not. But, and that's what. But a real person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But that's what was so cool is like you sure. kind of expect somebody maybe mm-hmm. I think when women get to power you you like fear that they're gonna be a ball buster right. or um, maybe not nice. There's sure. that that sure. bitch correlation sure. or whatever. But powerful in like an awe sense. You're like yes. you're so cool. She she had a gentle well and, and her position really was to mm-hmm. represent um, the um, enlisted folks at, at totally. Ellsworth. So yep. she had to like almost have an HR capacity totally. to her, like in terms of being able to listen and communicate, sure, and um, and make sure that they have what they need to be successful. Mm-hmm. 
and so she was very much a service leader in her um, in her I don't know persona and uh, I I just loved meeting her and mm. countless women like her sure. and the whole like idea that you can be a powerful sure. compassionate sure. service-oriented female leader it's like that's sure. more often the truth than what gets sure. painted in like movies yeah. and you know and that's what drew you to the cover was you wanted powerful women with strong stories who may or may not people may or may not know them right you know and that's right. so cool well and yeah. and remember when i went to the white house how mm-hmm. i said i just saw women that i'd mm-hmm. never seen before mm-hmm. um and you gotta if, talk about them. Yeah, if you don't mm. if you don't see it, you don't know you can become it. And I think mm. that's really been a theme in, in totally. news lately. Yeah. Um, for me, that really is holds true personally, and mm-hmm. I I feel like I tried to do that with with the magazines sure. to make what sure. a different kind of girl, all mm-hmm. kinds of girls totally. could be. Cool. Yeah. So cool. I hold each photo I take very close to my heart, very personally, and even in college, like we would have. Um, like critiques and we'd put our photos up on the on like this board every Friday or Thursday, Friday, depending on your class. And they I'll tell you, they were brutal. Like, you know, <laughs> oh, some people no. just rip them apart or yeah. some people get the best what praise were you or whatever. Thinking? Yeah, totally. <laughs> and so, you know, you have such an immense sense of ownership and like responsibility to them, um, where it's almost indescribable. And so I would imagine that's how you felt about um, certain issues of Black Hills Woman. Like, you're just like, this is like my baby, you know. Um, what was your personal favorite issue of all time that you did? And maybe it was the Chiefs, but did you have a personal favorite of all time? Um, well, it, it, it's... I don't have a first a personal favorite okay. of all time. I have, mm-hmm. I have favorite features. Totally. And I have favorite covers. Yes. Like, there's the design yes. side I and there's you. the... Um, but in terms of, like... Well, I'll, I will say, okay, one does stand out mm. for me um, because I, I really liked both the cover. And it's going to sound horrible because I'm on the cover. But <laughs> but it's, uh, it, 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 I promise it's not a vanity thing. No. It's, it, no. <laughs> it, it's, we did one that um, was life in your 50s, 40s, 30s, okay. and 20s. Because it dawned on me, all the women in my office, we were each of the, of the representing one of those decades. Sure. And, we would have these conversations about like raising children or careers or marriage or mm. or dating depending on where you were in your life mm-hmm. and the our perspectives were so different and i was sure. like we need you're getting one to like five this. different ones yeah so we put all five of us on the cover okay. and we each weighed in on like religion mm. um career uh, mm-hmm. or and i think we called it spirituality not sure. religion sure. Uh, career, like different areas of life yeah. and like where we're at and what we see sure and of course that was you know me Mm in my 40s and that person in their 50s and you might change or evolve but i we got a lot of really great feedback on that and it was a really fun one to do yeah yeah um you don't have to say of course which issue or who or what but what was your least favorite issue and why was it like a topic or a cover that just didn't read well with you um there is one where I think, <laughs> I think, you know, sometimes you, you get burnout, right? Totally. And, and um, so I, I don't, 
nobody's going to remember it anyway. But there were a couple of issues where it's obvious to me I was experiencing some burnout at the time. Sure. And, and you, then you look back and you're like, what was this? Yeah. <laughs> and, and you honestly, you want to know where you could probably spot my burnout is if there wasn't an actual photo on the cover. Ah, I see. <laughs> With the exception of the Grinch one, yes. which is one of my favorite covers yeah, of all time. Cool but um, but if I like was so burned out that I didn't like arrange a, <laughs> a cover and it and it did it happened. I'm sure I have no doubt. Um, where I was like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Can I take right. an issue off? Yeah. Is that allowed? <laughs> oh, I I hear you. It's it's easy to get burnt out when you're doing that. People don't talk about business owner burnout, no. and it is a real factor. I can yeah. hear it in my clients' mm-hmm. voices. Yeah, it's hard to navigate what to do next then. Mm-hmm. How would you describe print publication and advertising today versus when you started? What, or, or what are the most significant changes you would say to that? Well, I think for a long time people were saying, you know, print was dying. Mm-hmm. Um, they've said it about radio. I mean, when, sure. when digital started to yeah. blow up, sure. uh, I think anything printed or more tangible mm-hmm. or more old school, mm-hmm. people thought this is going to die. And some of it may actually, we'll have to see, mm-hmm. but on a local level, that just was so not true. No. And um, I think I th- I think that there's still going to be a, a space. I think what we're going to find is that people, th- and what we are finding is that mm-hmm. people miss that tangibility. Yeah. And they miss that um, personal local touch mm-hmm. when it's not there. Mm-hmm. And it's why I will always scream from the rooftops. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like we need a we need a local newspaper. We mm-hmm. have to protect our mm-hmm. local newspaper. Mm-hmm. We need. Um, Local television news, mm-hmm. and I know people like to complain about all of those things in totally. media and stuff yeah. like that. But we we really need to protect it, mm-hmm. um, and it's viable, and mm-hmm. it's a special kind of information that we sure. get with within our community that we cannot get in sure. another way. Yeah, it's so interesting that, like you said, people will say you know print's dead or not, but then. I've certainly photographed many covers in my day. You've done way more than I have in issues. And it's like, well, when you ask someone to be on a cover, they certainly don't say no. You know? <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, like Vogue is the most sought after cover you know, in the world. And everyone strives to be that. I mean, what an honor to do that. So yeah. it's like, hmm, that is so we all true. still want to be a part of it. But maybe some people. Right. And the irony know. is a lot of those publications try to make online mm-hmm. um, and tr- totally. happen and try to be a, a digital version totally. of themselves. And it just doesn't go doesn't as work. well. I like a physical book in my hand. Same. I'm not a Kindle reader. I can't do that stuff. Same. You know? That being said, though, because of the digital world, the saturation factor totally. is is there for everybody, including mm-hmm. those in the digital space. Right. And... Um, we get so inundated with mm-hmm. so many details mm-hmm. <laughs> that totally picking and choosing like I'm like I'm in two book clubs mm-hmm. and, but I when I was putting on the magazine mm-hmm. I'm like I never read the books right and, and <laughs> I got I got grief which I should have but sure. I was like you guys I read all day long like sure. I'm in this space so it's hard for me yes. to read for leisure I hear you. Yeah. um so it's stuff like that but yeah. I hear you. That's yeah. kind of like, I don't take, which is horrible, and I've made myself do it more, but I don't take a lot of, like, personal photos, you know? That's so interesting. Like, you didn't bring your camera to Christmas? No, I didn't. You know? <laughs> I am not working today. I am having wine. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I would not have met you had it not been 
for Black Hills Woman. Um, I will tell you, my favorite cover was Lisa and Chris Hewitt, friends of mine. Oh, yes, and so it good. was just, you know, at their shoot, it was you, myself, the Hewitts that day. And it was just, sometimes I have shoots where, like, it's hard to put it into words. Because, like, you see magic happening in front of you. And, and to describe it, you can't. And so it's just, like, an experience that, like, only the people there in that room. And yeah. You and I were, like, looking at each other and we're like holy shit, like, this is amazing, you know? Yeah. And it's just Okay, so, so I have good. a question for you. Okay. So you give me a photograph mm-hmm. or photographer. I've always wondered about this from, from okay. a photographer. Yeah. And then I, like, do stuff to it. Sure. Is that, is it panic? Is it no. when you get the cover, did you ever go, oh, my God, I hate it? No, no. <laughs> like, I hate what she did. No, or... no, not at all. Okay. Um, but that's also, like, a level of trust with it someone. Is. You know, if, if someone went and took that, photo and and I knew you weren't doing that but the issue was on conflict resolution which I think is important for everyone um Lisa and Chris have a solid relationship they've been together for 20-30 years and they're a beautiful couple but you know it would be different if you had taken the photo and just wrote like divorce in today's (laughs) in today's society no that's not what you know I didn't ask them to sign up for that you know but what, what you did in your design is totally fine. I hope people totally didn't fine. think that they were having no. trouble or something. No, they got so much um, public love? praise and okay, love. Okay, good. And they, I mean, good. they're beautiful people. So oh, it's, yeah, totally they're gorgeous. They're hanging on my wall there, like, too. Did you, did you fly them in from Hollywood? <laughs> exactly. <or>? Exactly. <laughs> so, um, no, I, I, I do not. That did not bother me at all. Um but I don't know. That's just was like my favorite. Well, that's good. Know. I mean, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure there. I probably could pull a photographer from the the history of Black Hills Woman sure. that maybe didn't love sure. the no, cover because it's hard to have. It's it's hard for me, so I can relate to sure. it to to give something to somebody and just be like, you know. Mm. Mm-hmm. Have at it. No, I trusted you. <laughs> you did. You were so easy to work oh. with, always, always. No, that was just a fun afternoon. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, it was a good afternoon. Yeah, yeah. and still have favorite photo with them up there. So, um, in this past year, you chose to step away from Black Hills Woman, passing the baton to mutual friends of ours, mm-hmm. Kelsey and Aaron Parker. What sign did you know it was time to go? Um, well, my mom died. Mm-hmm. Um, I had gone through several cycles of burnouts and mm-hmm. and thinking about it, mm-hmm. and um, but I, whenever I recovered from the brief mm-hmm. burnout period, then I was mm-hmm. always like fired up and glad and sure. grateful I had it and yeah. loved loved doing it totally. Um, but but yeah, I just I was a little worried too that I was making mm-hmm. a grief based decision mm-hmm. and that I would regret it. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, that has not happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been maybe a blessing though that I've been able to continue to, to design for them. Totally. Um, yeah. And, and and I will until they kick me out. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> sure. Totally. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I guess I can't predict the future, yeah. but uh, yeah, I might have a reason not to. But right. for right now, it's working well for everybody. Good. And um, I I I just felt like my mom's only 19 years older than I am, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, she died so quickly from cancer like Mm -hmm. it was diagnosis to death Mm -hmm. was like three and a half months Mm -hmm. and um this being my she was a nurse my Mm -hmm. dad is a cancer doctor we had every resource every resource life just plays that card and and you start to go god what if i only have 19 years left Mm -hmm. like and i could see me staying on that and i don't want to call it a hamster wheel because i think that's a negative connotation Mm -hmm. but you are on a cycle yeah yeah yeah. And um, and so I could I could see myself staying in that cycle for mm-hmm. another twenty years, mm-hmm. and I just think mm-hmm. I, I want to shake it up. Yeah. Um, 
I, when I started thinking about it, it was really to be there for my mom with their treatment. I needed to be able to travel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't even really, we didn't get that far. Mm-hmm. I didn't have even totally. that chance. Yeah. Um, but yeah. then the pl- the seed was planted. Sure. And um, yeah. Yeah, I just decided. Yeah. Um, I just decided. Yeah. We were talking about that briefly when, when you got here about, you know, just like kind of knowing signs and stuff and same with me like I'll always be a photographer but I did take a step back in the sense of like okay what am I doing and that obviously resulted in the podcast you know and sounds like same with you you're just like what am I doing you know this is obviously the mom your mom meant the world to you and you know and to not have her there then you're like well what am I doing in life now you know like is this feeding my soul Mm -hmm. what a beautiful time it was to to have this publication but what's next yeah you know and And I don't really know what next is like I obviously need to continue to make money um and so I've kept on with my my tout side and I'm really loving um kind of my work Mm -hmm. balance right Mm now but uh but I do want to do other things I just don't know what that sure is yet I know my mom wanted to start a school for kids with learning disabilities okay and yes. she had laid the groundwork for that and her health just kind of got in her way and, and even mm-hmm. before the the cancer diagnosis um she was having health troubles for for years yes and um she just didn't have enough time yeah and so that's what i'm kind of thinking yeah how do I, what do what, i want to do what's my expiration date yeah. i don't know but i want to keep it moving okay i know that good that's <laughs> all that matters yeah looking back is there an issue or topic you wish you would have done or someone you wish you would have featured before you passed the baton? Well, I really um, tried hard. Oh, my recall today is terrible on names. Mm -hmm. Um, She is the basketball coach. Um, Becky Hammond. Yes. Mm -hmm. I really tried to get Becky Hammond. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I would have loved to have featured her. But... uh, Sure. I think we're we're a little small potatoes now. Sure. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty big. Yeah, so. yeah. Cool. Busy bu- gal. I didn't yeah. even get a response back. I sure. tried a couple yeah, times. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I don't even know what to do. I'm sure. like, Instagram? Yeah. I'm like, I'll just hey. grammar. <laughs> hey, I'm from South Dakota. Yeah. You know your old town? Yeah. We're back in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what words or how would you describe that time of Black Hills Woman looking back? Um, busy, busy, intense, yes. uh, sometimes competitive, sometimes okay. brutal. Yeah. Um, Hopefully rewarding. Super rewarding. Okay. Maybe one of the more, you know, mm-hmm. second to motherhood, one of the more rewarding things I've done. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm glad you still feel that way looking back and don't look back on it. Like, thank God that was done. You no, know? no, I'm, I'm very proud of it. Yeah. Good. Today you are continuing with Tao Advertising. What does an average day look like for you or what? Gets you excited most? What's going on day to day? Um, I have found a new love for building websites, okay. which is is kind of new for me. That yes. but websites have been a pain in my side for sure. decades. Okay. Um, but I uh, I really I've gotten good at it. Okay. And um, mm-hmm. and uh, there's they've just started to be fun for me. Sure. Good. I I have goals for. Uh, Better video editing. Okay. I've been dabbling on my reels. Good. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you ever yes. checked out my reels. <laughs> I, I practice on reels some okay. basic light. Mostly, honestly, what I'm practicing on reels is shooting more than anything. Okay. Cool. Because getting that. Yes. I'm speaking your language yeah. now. Like getting that yep. lighting and the. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm doing it all with an iPhone, which is probably an eye roll. But we gotta, <laughs> we gotta, we gotta start somewhere. We gotta start somewhere here. Yes, <laughs> totally. Um, cool. But yeah, my days are weird. I I try to get in a good lot and work out somewhere mm-hmm. in there, and so like mm-hmm. I'm kind of. I look homeless a lot because I'm like (laughs) working for home and working out. So I'm in like workout gear Mm. or pajamas like at any given hour. (laughs) (laughs) Where do you feel like you're at in this season of life or what would you call this season of life? I mean, I'm definitely, I'm actually circling the corner of technical middle age because I'll I'll be 50 next year. And so I'm probably not going to live to be 100. (laughs) I can't even believe that's my age. You look incredible. Well, thank you. I I don't mean from that standpoint. I just mean, I still kind of feel like a kid sometimes. Like Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I have so much to Mm -hmm. learn and do, and I'm really so much further on the map. (laughs) I completely hear you. Yeah. Um, So... I'm trying not to focus on that too much. Yeah. I, I want to maintain that because you do, you start to lose, mm. you start to lose that drive that you have when you're younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, I was hungry for it. I, I had someone sure. hire me and then after he hired me, I said, can I ask why you hired me? Sure. And he said, you seemed hungry. Sure. And I remember being like, oh, and at first I kind of took it like I seemed desperate. No. And yeah. that's not what he meant no. though. And no. um, I just, I had like a, 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 a gumption. Sure. And um, I don't want to lose my grit. Right. And I want to keep that hunger mm-hmm. going. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be in hyper um, productivity mode forever. I mm-hmm. think that's a very an American mentality yes. that I'm okay, like. Yes letting go with I, yeah. I don't need to be a good billionaire right. I don't I've never wanted to manage a lot of people totally. I'm yeah. looking for like a happy contentful life where mm-hmm. I am doing things I'm proud of yes. and contributing to my community yes and my family yeah and um yeah that's those are the things that are gonna make me happy and I totally. have to be creative somehow in mm-hmm. that capacity mm-hmm. but those are the only things I know for sure good. right now <laughs> cool yeah. it sounds like a season of like resurgence like you're mm-hmm. like excited mm-hmm. of what's next a little bit. I, yeah, I don't even know. I want to travel a lot. Totally. Yeah. Cool. What is your light? What drives or pushes you forward? Um, <laughs> fear of death. Now, I don't know. <laughs> that's good. That, but that's... No, I'm joking. No, but that's good. You're like, I, it's okay. We, we got... What do I want to do? You yeah. Know? Totally. Yeah. I want to maintain the status quo okay i want to f- feel good as long as i can physically feel good mm-hmm. i want to be productive as long as i can be productive and, mm-hmm. and that is a happy life totally. um those kinds of things like totally. i feel like i'm in a sweet spot i want to just keep that going yeah that's good yeah listen i think you are a pioneer in this industry and in our community i think you took a chance on a dream you made it happen you sparked joy in others, and you made a lasting impact on our community. I think words, photos, and both print and digital publications are powerful. They help shape our world to what they are today, to educate and raise awareness to so many things. Um, thank you for taking a chance on a young photographer in their 20s to create magazine covers to be seen and shown throughout the Black Hills. I think you have accomplished so much, and I hope that you realize all the impact that you've had on our community, and I'm excited for you in this next chapter and to see what we have next. Riley, you are just the best. Thank thank you. you. That was so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) So kind. (laughs) Wow. I think Tracy is the coolest and I am so thankful to have had her on the podcast today. She has been a pillar in our community for many years, 
a pioneer in the advertisement world and a great example of the Black Hills woman. If you are out and about, her legacy lives on. Pick up a copy of the Black Hills Woman magazine today and turn to tout advertising for any of your advertisement needs. Thank you for listening.